severely messed Artists like their boots are torn to shreds The government will spoil your hopes and dreams By offering a useless retreat and scheme There's such amazing talent, why can't you see That the government has decimated the industry And now the years of hard work have been thrown away Just get a real job Hello and welcome back to Just Get A Real Job, the podcast where we speak to emerging creatives and creatives alike from across the creative industries. I'm of course your host, Jamie McKinley. I'm recording this week's intros quite late in, in the evening again, so I've got my nice podcast whispery voice on. Just a reminder that this will be the last podcast we do for a few weeks, as me and Elliot are going to take a much needed holiday from the podcast, but we'll be back very soon. Towards the end of June we'll be back. I'm sure you're all gutted, I'm sure you'll all miss us for a few weeks but you know we're actually away on holiday for a week tomorrow to Barcelona I'm very very excited I've not been away for for two years so I've got to go and pack for that in a second so I'll keep this one brief but anyhow joining us on the podcast this week I got the chance to speak to Alex and Duncan of the local Fife band Mosaics. Alex is the singer, Duncan is the bassist. I've I've known Duncan for many years Um, I was at school with Duncan we used to play in bands and stuff together not together but like we used to play in the same places and bands like in the same circuit and stuff and um, growing up so it was really nice to get him and alex on the podcast and i've seen mosaics live as well they're a great local fife band just brought a new single out as well won't see you tonight which they spoke about in much more depth in this episode uh, they spoke about how they formed the band we spoke about what it's like growing up in fife which was really enjoyable as well their musical influences lots of stuff really interesting episode it's been great actually we've had lots of musicians on the podcast recently which has been great we'd had dictator on We'd had Brown Bear on, we'd had Sylvie on, we'd had lots of brilliant musicians on this now, which is always great because I, I love music and when we first started the podcast, for whatever reason, we just didn't have a lot of musicians on, so it's been really good to get that sort of change recently. But no, it's always really special for me, particularly getting to have guests on from Glen Office, where I'm from, it just means a lot and, you know, it's still a pleasure getting to even do this podcast and that people listen, so it was lovely having them both on. Go and support the music, there's links to the music in the show notes, they're about to speak much more about it. Anyway, I'm going to go on last minute pack for this holiday, I'll be back for a little bit more waffle in the outro but until then i hope you enjoy episode 81 of just get a real job with alex and duncan of mosaics hello alex and duncan how you doing it's lovely to see you both hello jamie thanks for having us it's an absolute hey, pleasure excited to we've been excited to come on the podcast i know we've been talking about doing this for ages duncan we finally made it happen of course you're both in the band mosaics i've said the name right yeah i'm not fucked that up I can't spell it, I'll tell you that. I cannot spell their band name. As long as the, the most common mistake is when we go on to like interviews, people always say the mosaics, and mm. we don't want yeah. to be we don't want to be assholes about it, but there is another <laughs> band on Spotify called The Mosaics. So we oh, are in okay. contention with them. So yeah, mosaics on its own. Perfect. Uh, I didn't say that, so we're all good. We're all good. But you know what's nice? I've not had any fifers on the podcast for ages. I think it's been a while. So there we go. Of course, yes. we, we were we were at primary school for a bit together, Duncan, and uh, back in our teenage years, we used to both play in bands and stuff. So it's, it's always nice to do this, like in the future when we're all we're all adults. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. I think we're we're both. Uh, it's it's good to see us both. It's well, I mean, you a lot more than me in the creative industry as well. But I think it's definitely good to see people you've grown up with doing creative things 
pursuing them further in life it is nice to see and it's nice to see how everyone develops as well going forward so. yeah it's class and I, w- I mean you i mean you're practically head of english duncan i wouldn't i wouldn't uh, write yourself <laughs> like that where about in fife are you from alex just as i don't know you as well of course yeah so kirkcaldy i was actually um I lived in Glenrothes until I was about two, but I don't like bringing that up because unlucky, you know, yeah. for reasons. But uh, <laughs> no, pretty much Kirkcaldy. So yeah, Fife, Fife. So we're all the Fife is very much on representation today on this episode. Well, of course, you guys have got a new single coming out on Friday, and this episode's gonna be out next Tuesday. So when this episode comes out, your single will be out, and I know you've got a gig coming up as Friday as well. So that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. But just to sort of wind back a bit to the podcast, we normally start it by asking people their earliest sort of creative memories. So do you both remember like when you sort of first ever got into music, or like just any sort of early? creativity that you did as a child and I, I never just realized there's two people so I should probably yeah. <laughs> decide amongst yourself <laughs> with regards to like writing songs and stuff I remember doing like a little bit when I was like really young but nothing impressive at all no instruments involved I just like I can remember me and my cousin like coming up with songs when we were like in primary school but again this is like the most basic things ever and then it wasn't until sort of about 15 when I like joined my first band and that was with Liam and Jack that are in Mosaics like the current band right now and (laughs) the weird thing about it is this was like peak emo phase so I remember Liam giving me a copy of like the I think it was the Black Parade and I remember listening to that and being like oh my god this is amazing and I'd been like like everybody at that age you're like really heavy into music but I remember like watching interviews with like My Chemical Romance and stuff and that was probably the first band that really made me think like "Ah, I really want to do that which sounds weird now looking back but that's like the first uh, the first time that I really was like into it. it was just in Liam's garage he studied music in high school so he was already playing drums at that point and then it was between me and Jack and I don't even know how it ended up being decided but he ended up getting like a cheap guitar from Argos and I decided that I would sing for some reason I don't know what even made me think to do that at the time, but that's kind of where it started uh, for me anyway. It's maybe it's maybe important to point out to listeners that haven't heard our music before, Jamie, that we don't sound anything like My Chemical Romance. <laughs> well, well, I mean, we're going to play some samples of your songs for the episode, and I'm sure they'll know. But yes, good to clear that up. I like how you're strongly disassociating yourself with them, Duncan. From the I don't arc. want to disappoint. I love My Chemical Romance. I think we're setting the bar way too high here. I don't want people expecting the next Black Parade coming on, and then we're playing Berlin. But uh, no, it's good. I think it was, it's funny though, like you said, Jamie. Like earliest memories of being creative, definitely like. The the, the Glenrothes young music scene which seems yeah, so yeah, far, yeah. Far, far in the past now but we used to be in a punk band called Recovery I remember I remember yeah. you, Mark James and all those yeah. folks yeah Mark, Mark James and Dean <laughs> yeah and I remember the very start of music music for me and, and yeah like Alex said the stuff the stuff we were writing was like at the time we thought it was amazing but to look back like just the Oh, I was to look back on it's crazy to see the difference between what we're doing now and what we're doing there. I'm not dissing Dean or Mark in any way. They're both great musicians and they've both come on so much as we have, but they'll admit as well the songs we're coming up with were crazy. I mean, we played a gig in I think it was Cowden Beath in a pub, just in, in this like little pub with all these like really kind of tough people from Beath, and we were playing these punk songs and we'd we'd agreed, sorry, Dean and Mark had agreed that we would play a play Ace of Spades as a cover. And I was the singer and I didn't know the words, but they, they started playing it without me giving them the green light. So I just had to sit on stage and basically shout Ace of Spades for three minutes <laughs> without knowing any of the lyrics. So I've I've taken a step down from, from lead vocalist. That's now Alex's job because it uh, <laughs> did not go well for me. 
<laughs> God, I remember you used to cover that song. This is proper nostalgia, man. Like thinking of that recovery. I've not heard that in years. Because I remember we played the same circuit once. Played, we did the YMCA, obviously, in Glen Rothes, and like we all played like a few gigs at the same on the same the same lineups back in the day. Even I used to do a bit of singing. Jesus Christ! Yeah, like, yeah. Life's oh, taken a much better turn. Elliot, Elliot as well. On that, Elliot was a big name on this scene as of well. Of course. Well, he still does the jingle for this podcast, of course. So his, his musical talents still help out a little bit. But speaking, we're kind of covering it now. But obviously, another question we always start the podcast office about where people are from and you'd sort of touched on a little bit Alex and you're from Kirkcaldy originally from Glen Office like me and Duncan and we're talking about all these local places but what has like been from Fife I know people still live there as well which I've betrayed you know I've fucked off so I'm like, you know, I'm not as, maybe I, should, I feel like I maybe slag it off a bit too much on this it podcast. To be honest. But what's that sort of, what does that mean to your music as a Fife band? Like, what does that sort of mean to people? It's funny because like me and Duncan have played in bands like for years now and we've always well I've always been aware of like rumor has it and stuff when we were in Anahar back in the day and I remember just like I don't remember all of the stuff that you guys were talking about in terms of the Glen Rothes scene but there was a lot of bands about at the same time same age and we know a lot of the same guys and I'm not saying I don't know if the bands influenced each other but there was actually quite a decent scene in Fife unfortunately I don't think there's enough venues to kind of live up to how how many good bands there are no that's the shame for me King's Theatre is like a big addition to Kirkcaldy for example PJ's and Monty's although I think that's closed now in Dunfermline were always like two of the best certainly back in the day and PJ's still now yeah in terms of like the influence I don't know I think everybody it was more of a big deal when you were younger and I think Duncan will maybe agree with me here but when you were younger I think you were more concerned about what other bands were doing and it was sort of like it was like healthy competition but at the time it did kind of really drive you on whereas I think now you're aware of other bands but it's more than like it's maybe it's just a personal thing but I think now that we're a bit older it doesn't feel as like I don't know competitive like I exactly yeah but mm. uh, there's definitely there's obviously loads of really good bands about in Fife like I said it's unfortunate there's not there's not enough venues to actually back up uh, all the good talent that's here I think yeah no 100% we we did quite a few musicians on the podcast recently we had um, Zach from Dictator who are doing amazing things in Scotland right now like they're really going strong and stuff and like he they're from the sort of West Lovian scene which is booming at the moment because of like people like Lewis Capaldi and the Snuts and things but it, what they were even saying is so interesting because there's such a the Scottish music scene I don't know how much you guys have maybe felt of this but it's so supportive whenever I have anyone on from it Twitter blows up like I get so much support for like the episodes we have but there's I don't feel it's like that in a lot of other industries so it's interesting you're saying that when you're younger it was competitive but now it's maybe not so much and I hope Five can sort of get more of that in it than because I think yeah at the moment like a lot of the sort of middle of Scotland seems to be booming and it would be nice if it could all come together yeah. yeah, I feel like I feel like the the, the industry is really supportive. I mean, even when we when we play with with bands, I mean, we, we were supporting uh, dancing on tables at PJs, and and I think like the guys the guys from dancing on tables were so supportive. I mean, they they saw our they came and saw our, saw our set. We were playing with, uh, another like all, all the support bands we see all, always kind of we always make sure to stick around and, and watch their set and, and give them a bit of feedback and just kind of say what songs we enjoyed. And I think all the bands know how difficult it can be. At the start, when you're starting out on the scene, you don't really know, um, don't really know anyone, or or how hard it is. Because sometimes get your foot in the door with with venues to try and get a get a gig. So I think knowing how difficult that can be, it always kind of spurs you on to support each other a little bit more, which is nice. But like like what Alex said, in Fife, Fife's a mass, massive place, but mm. for the whole county, really, there's there's only a few standout live music venues, but all these amazing artists. So it's just really about how 
how do we open up the opportunities? I mean, we've got a few gigs lined up in the pipeline coming sort of Glasgow and Edinburgh way. But again, it's it's a big travel for a lot of people, especially yeah. people we know locally that want to come see us. So yeah, there are challenges, but yeah. No, hundred percent. Like, but even when we all grew up in Fife, like we were we all went to see our gigs in Glasgow and Edinburgh, didn't we? No one was coming to Fife really. Like there was an, even like theatre and stuff. Like, there's some good stuff and there's some talented people, but there's not there's not really that infrastructure there to support young people like especially creative people like i've had to move to you know edinburgh glasgow type thing to even make it in tv and stuff like it's not a it's not an easy place to crack like the arts is it but hopefully that changes and it's good that you know people like yourself are still living there and still doing creative things there so that's great to see it'd be good. i mean it'd be good like i think funding government funding is the main thing i mean like like what alex said we've just got the the king's live lounge has just opened up in the, mm. in the old king's theater on the on the prom that's what our gig is on friday which will be yeah. last by the time this the pod comes out but i mean that's that's a great live music venue that's again a, a sort of non non-profit startup yeah. i mean more things like that are really needed across across the country as well as the county as well no 100 but that's a great venue like I, I got to see you guys there in like february or march which already feels like a lifetime ago but it was a very enjoyable yeah. night but before i start going to talk about the band specifically i wanted to also uh, we always ask people their favorite words and phrases so i'm excited for this question as we're all from the same place what are your favorite sort of fife slang words like you got any that come to mind i was thinking about this and i'm not sure how many other people know of this so i hope that you guys actually know what i'm talking about here but i really love the phrase con your panin you know what i mean by that you ever heard that you've got talking to someone else about it. I, I, me and me and duncan's faces are totally blank there that yeah that, i was kind of expecting thing. that can you repeat it's, the phrase please <laughs> con your panin or like i'm con my panin here it's basically just like grafting like i'm working really hard like i'm con my panin over here and you're just mm. chilling doing nothing see i've heard like don't knock your panin before so it's kind of similar-ish not I, as fine. similar yeah yeah uh-huh. um, um, but yeah there's quite a few <laughs> i like I, it i like I got I got absolutely rinsed when I went to uni because I went to uni in Stirling and everyone and there was apparently there was no one from Fife and <laughs> and I knew in Stirling everyone was from the west and then the word that I got rinsed for it's a word that's very close to my heart is baffies yeah I'm gonna go stick my baffies on they were like what you what stick your what I was like baffies you know like slippers and I got absolutely torn to shreds for using the word baffies. They'd never heard of it before. No, oh, that one gets slight. I find that Fife gets an f- absolute slate in anywhere. I thought like maybe Glasgow is, is quite bad. You know, they slag everyone that's not from Glasgow. But even in Edinburgh, get get slated for being from Fife. You yeah, laugh at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like people from Edinburgh that are slating a Fife accent are just lying to themselves. They're, <laughs> they're in the same boat as us. Okay. <laughs> I think it's just a popular thing to do now. But I don't, obviously biased, but I don't think the Fife accent is, uh, is that bad. Considering some of the other accents in Scotland, it's definitely not that bad. Some people, some parts of Fife, because Fife's a big place as well. You've got to remember this: uh, within Fife, you've got St Andrews and Cardenden, so yeah. it's quite a, it's a mixed place. But, very very you know. different places, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the worst but, Scottish accent? Just off on the cuff, like what would you say the worst Scottish accent? Not, not answering that. No, not. <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> so, di- <laughs> so diplomatic. I don't Scottish, know if I want to answer that. Either. The worst Scottish accent is an English accent. That's ah, uh, there we go. Let's just we agree, just all agree on that one and move on yeah let's quickly move on <laughs> okay so the band so mosaics right when, when did all this kick off because i mean i know you brought out your first single was it last april that was the first big single you brought out and then the ep in the summer and stuff but when did this sort of band first come together was it before lockdown and stuff i, I vaguely remember you sort of joining the band and stuff but you know time passes very quickly and the last years are hard to track 
Oh yeah, of course. And actually that was the the thing that like we can't believe it was basically the end of 2019, but that sounds weird to think it's been like a couple of years two and a bit years because about a year year and a bit of that was obviously like covid and lockdown and nothing was going on but yeah it was the end of 2019 i bumped into duncan i think it was first in the gym because we were we're those guys you know and um (laughs) he obviously like i said we knew each other from previous bands and stuff and we were just kind of chatting about what we're both doing band wise uh duncan wasn't in a band me and liam the drummer from mosaics we were doing this sort of like acoustic thing like he was playing acoustic guitar and i was singing and we were sort of just playing in pubs which i said to duncan i was like really not enjoying because that type of gig is like maybe two hour set of pure covers you're kind of just background music and I'm not knocking it at all because obviously like people that do that it's like that's their thing you know if that's what they like then fair enough but I kind of missed the full band sound and setup in that and so that was kind of good timing us bumping into each other because then we both kind of agreed that we wanted to get something started so we had met up with Jack and I think maybe Roy was the last to join and I had been in a band with Roy before and then again that's another really like total coincidental meet I was in I was at a bar <laughs> waiting to be served and literally like to my left was Roy he just just happened to be at the bar at the same time and I was just like here me and Duncan and Liam and Jack are like we've met up for a jam like do you fancy like joining us next time and that was pretty much it and then the, the stars like, were aligning really yeah so honestly it sounds it's just like this all happened within the space of like a couple of weeks as well I mean we hadn't so seen much. each other in like two years as well I mean the funny thing was when I went up to Alex it was like I was like oh you know how you doing man what's happening he was <laughs> like yeah well you know our bassist left our band and I was like hey I'm, I'm a bassist I've not got a band so it kind of the pieces fell together and then really we've just kind of the lineup is basically I mean Alex was in a band called Anahar and that's kind of how we knew that we Roy and Jack I was familiar and Liam as well I was familiar with them because we'd when I was in Rumour Has It which was my old band we had gigged together so we were all familiar and and we were all free we all knew that we weren't any other music projects and that we were committed to so Mm. yeah we just just really came together and we started jamming we really kind of liked the sound that we came up with we'd we'd all been writing stuff on our own individually over the kind of years previous and we kind of brought what we'd been working on to the table all put our own spin on it and and we you know after a few weeks we had a few songs and we kind of we thought yeah this is going in a good direction and and then as soon as we got I think we got our first gig in Glasgow which was in audio which was a fantastic gig really loved that and then we had a few more gigs lined up that we got off the back of that and that was when Covid hit yeah it just obliterated all the momentum we had and uh, we, we didn't we didn't get to gig for effect what was a well, like two two years effectively. Mm. I think we had there was there was a there was an outdoor gig that we played in a beer garden. So when mm. <laughs> things were half opening up again. Um but but yeah, now now that things are, are allowing us to gig again, it's a it's a massive boost to, to everything we're doing. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great that you're able to sort of go out and play. I mean it's great for everyone to get to just go to gigs again as well and stuff. But like what Obviously, I know you both work as well full time, of course, and, and like obviously keeping a band going on the side. A lot of the musicians we have on are the exact same boat. But like, how do you sort of like, for example, with the EP and stuff? Like, do you like do you just go into the studio for a weekend? Like, does that that must be a lot of hard work to get that organised on top of jobs and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, it's quite hard. But the guy that we record with, it's like a track a day. So basically, a full day of recording gets you a song and we kind of have always been lucky enough to all be free at the same time but it is difficult because we both work full time but then obviously Roy's got 
young kids as well so he's got that to manage but no we, we tend to fortunately be able to make time to yeah. to get into the studio and stuff all so, we've yeah we've i mean we've recorded like a couple of the ep was actually over like a period of time what we basically had lined up was a couple of days so two songs that was postponed by covid then we had to book it in for later in the year so they all kind of came quite close together and then at that point it just made sense to us to release the EP so that was kind of just like us rolling with it and kind of changing our plans that's kind of how the EP came about and uh, with two singles this will be the second single of this year coming out and we've got another recording date in the diary so we kind of just keep yeah. Yeah. Wait, you know, wait, so obviously Jamie like like you said earlier on I mean I, I work in as a teacher so I'm full-time education and then Roy as well works within education as well so we, we we're both very limited as to when we can take time off so we have to kind of schedule our recordings uh, in the school holidays effectively mm. and then like like what Alex said was we we sit in we go to the studio we go in at nine and that's us right the way through till five and once we've done that we've usually got a song to record uh, or recorded but then the process beyond that usually takes quite a few weeks. But yeah, I mean, it's not being in a band. It's, it's not really something that you can. It's quite hard. I mean, a lot of we have to fund a lot of things ourselves. That's what yeah, we're trying to say. things like, you know, if we're buying equipment for our for our instruments or or, or for our backline, if we're buying uh, things that we want to use on stage. So, for example, I think we're looking at like things like a banner. I mean, it all costs a bit of money. So, yeah, having the jobs. They, they can be difficult to work around but ultimately without them we wouldn't yeah yeah of course progress, so it's a, yeah. Yeah. there's a catch constant cash 22 Absolutely. as an as an o2l of this podcast which i also do on top of a full-time job and you know have to fund <laughs> yeah. all myself but just yeah. about obviously like the first single you brought it was next was next to you right which is my i'll just be honest my favorite of your songs but i wondered like sort of was there like a first single or song you all wrote as a band that you went we got something here we all or do you all have different sort of ones you like more and things like that duncan obviously give his opinion on this but i think with every song i don't think with every song or we We've got something here but what i would say is with every song it starts off i think this could be good and then over a period of weeks eventually it just gets to like one practice where we've tweaked away at it to where we're all kind of like right that's that's it finished not because you can always add bits on it but we're like that's it now like we've got a song that we know that we're like really happy with and then obviously with certain songs i think next to you personally felt like that was a really big deal getting that done and I think with, I know it sounds like so good timing that our song coming out on Friday is one of those songs as well. But I personally felt like that about Can't See You Tonight. I don't know what Duncan felt like, but I, I think with every song, like I said, over a period of a few weeks, kind of tweak away at it and it gets to the point where you think like, this is, mm. this is sounding like shit hot now. But I, I think definitely with Next To You, because it was the first single as well, it was really special. And we obviously knew that it had to be special because it was the first song that we were ever going to record. And like Duncan said, by that point, we'd had a few built up anyway. And it was just about what one we're going to pick to do first but i also got that feeling with this song that's going to come out on friday too yeah there's there's a lot of different stages to the writing process as well i mean you know when the song first gets brought to practice it's totally different to when it's when it's ready for release so i mean even even with next to you i remember alex had brought the bass kind of song mm. to practice 
practice with with the lyrics and and I mean I I remember when 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 we played it first through I loved it I, I really liked the song I really I, I was really kind of I, I thought the, the the verse lyrics were really good I felt that you know it had a really kind of good vibe and then so what we had was we recorded it on our phones and what I what I was doing was I was playing the song on repeat on my way to work just listening to it and just trying to think I was trying to come up with like bass lines and, and things and it was just as I was coming on my way to work the so the chorus which is the I'm burning you know that was kind of I just started singing that to myself in the car and I was like oh that that's kind of catchy so I brought when I brought that to practice the next time I was like guys I really hope you like this because I've been singing it to myself all week and if you don't like it it's going to be really hard for me to actually hear this song without it in it now but luckily (laughs) they did like it and then we kind of built that into the song and and it's the same with uh, Can't See You Tonight which is the one that we're releasing um, on Friday we were at practice one day and then the the sort of vocal hook in the chorus was something that I'd just been singing to myself in the car and I said I think that's that's catchy I really like that brought it to practice I asked Roy the guitarist I said look can you play something can you can you sort of build a guitar a, a guitar piece around this and then uh, and then Al- Alex took it away and, and wrote some really cool lyrics around it and then again the song just built from from these kind of bass ideas and it's a really fantastic process to be a part of. Yeah, no, I think you guys put a video on Instagram once showing like the sort of start to finish thing, right? Of like, and that was quite cool to see like the the process of it. But yeah, it's a perfect. We'll, we'll definitely we'll play like a wee sample of next to you now, just after you talked about. We'll, we'll maybe edit in just after you sing it. We'll like match them up, sync them up. Yeah, and, and you got obviously it was a good time to talk about the new single which is coming out on Friday because we saw each other a few weeks ago at a barbecue dunk and you were showing me some like behind the scenes clips of the music video you'd done for it. I, look, I mean, it's, I know it's not out yet, but it's, look, it's looking good. Do you, do you want to tell the story about that and how you pulled that off? Because it's a cool story. So, yeah, so we basically have had this this guy, uh, this cinematographer had got in, uh, in contact with us. To, he, he said he heard one of our songs. Well, he said he actually heard Berlin and he really liked the song and he wanted to, to work with us on a music video and then we got back to him and said well look we're, we've got a new song coming out would you like to work on us with this and, and he said yeah it's Stuart and he's a really fantastic well I mean like the process we had through was really fantastic from start to finish we went out to I don't know if I could I'm, I'm going to say this because it's going to come out soon after the single anyway but we basically went out to a location outside Broxburn on top of these kind of old mining hill things and we filmed this really kind of spacey looking music video, which is the first, it's actually our first music video. And it's, uh, oh yeah, we're absolutely buzzing for everyone to see it. I mean, the result, we, we, we loved the result. The only downside though was we had, to, we had to carry Liam's drum kit up to the top of this mountainous range of hill. And it was, you know, like carrying this drum kit up, we're absolutely sweating. And then you start filming. It's like, it's, your, it's someone with a big ego like mine. It's our worst nightmare. Cause I was like, I do not look good right now. <laughs> we should add in that I didn't actually have to carry it. <laughs> and they didn't let me forget Alex, it. Alex turned yeah. up late after the drum kit had been carried to the top of the hill. And then when we were ready to carry the drum kit back down the hill, he had to go and get his solo shots so he didn't have to carry the drum kit at all which the that, that was Stuart's direction 
That was all I'm sure. I will say that. He's just been the front. He's just been the frontman of the band, Duncan. It's just you know, it's got to be done. It's, uh, it's got to be done. Hello, it's Jamie here. You may have heard this advert several times before, but if not, this is basically just me taking a minute to remind you guys that if you're enjoying the podcast, there are a number of things you can do to help us keep growing. Now, as many of you might be aware, the podcasting landscape is incredibly saturated. And I mean, there's lots of podcasts. We all love podcasts. But it's very difficult for independent podcasts like us to sometimes break through and to be noticed. So doing things like sharing us on social media, word of mouth, and just telling friends and family to listen, or even leaving us a little five-star review on places like Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts go so far in helping us to keep growing. Me and Elliot adore this podcast. We love making this podcast. So if you're able to help in any way by doing something like that, we'd be incredibly grateful, not just for our podcast, but if you love any independent podcasts, please try and give them a wee share or give them a review because it it goes so far. Another thing you can do if you enjoy the podcast as well, and we appreciate that this is a very difficult time, but if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to help us, you can donate as little or as much as you like to our Patreon page, and you can do that by going to patreon.com slash justgetarealjob, or you can click the link in the show notes. Anything you can afford, we are very grateful for. Thank you for your continued support, and I hope you enjoy the rest of today's episode. So Alex, my next question was sort of for you, and and this is just out of curiosity because I know a lot a lot of your songs are quite high pitched, like some of the you know some of the notes are quite high, like and next to you Berlin and stuff. Like, have you found that like since joining the band, like you'd sort of improved as a singer and stuff? Like, do you think it's have you, have you always sort of embraced it and enjoyed it? Uh, I definitely think that we've all improved. To be fair, like as time goes on, and I'm sure Duncan will tell you, that, like see when we were just talking earlier about like how we started off in bands and stuff. You look back. I remember being like 20 and looking back and thinking like I was pretty crap then. I'm like pretty decent now. Then 24, looking back at 20, being like, what the fuck was I talking about? I was still pretty shit then. And then I just think you always get better. But in terms of like high vocals and stuff, I never used to have that kind of voice before. I actually used to sing like fairly deep I don't have a particularly deep voice but I couldn't sing a lot of high notes that's definitely something that's improved and sometimes it's just to do with like if somebody else will suggest a piece of music to put vocals to if it's in a particular key it just kind of dictates like how you sing but if it's like too high obviously I would just be like okay guys we're gonna have to change the key on this one drop it down or something no I think that everyone's kind of just improved since the band started and I don't know. I've got a personal sort of like for higher vocals. I don't know why. I think they just sound a little bit better. Just a personal thing. Yeah. No, because I remember when you brought the EP out, like you have brought this little playlist out as well with like all the songs that inspired you on it, which I thought was quite a cool little thing to do. Like I love when bands you like do that in any way, but it's cool. And obviously there's a lot of Harry Styles on there and like, you know, there's loads of stuff on it. Like there's a 505 was on it. I'm trying to remember, put myself on the spot now where I can't even remember all them. There's some vaccines. <laughs> so you can yeah. say anything. But like what I was, you know, what I was saying about that was like, no, that there's a, you can hear that in the EP as well. Like a lot of the songs that are there, but like those Harry Styles songs, I'm only talking about him because his album's just come out and it's in my head, but like, you know, they're quite mm. like, you're singing in a similar range to him if, as a compliment. Do you know what I mean? So it's not easy to do. Like, so no, like, thanks. I'll take that. And I would actually say, it's well the other thing is that with Duncan and Roy doing like backing vocals as well they've got really good falsetto we've got we're lucky to have like three singers that can do like decent falsetto and like higher vocals to sort of even if it's just backing or whatever but going to the Harry Styles thing that you just said I think it's more common in pop to have like a higher vocal range 
And I think that even just in pop generally, it's sort of female artists that are dominating at the moment. Obviously, Harry Styles, you mentioned there, but and I just think that a higher range is it just sounds better. I don't know if people consciously think of it, but it's something that I've noticed anyway. Mm. No, that's interesting. That's definitely true. But of course, Duncan's full set of back and vocals are helped by the fact that he used to, to be the frontman of many bands. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, it's funny to say though, because I think when I when I used to be the front back, so I was the front man in recovery, and then rumor has it as well. And I mean, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. But I always felt that I wasn't doing. I, I was playing bass and I was singing, and I didn't feel like I was doing either to my best ability because I was doing them together. And I remember in the in the sort of tail ends of rumor has it, I, I actually said to the guys, I said, look, I'd really appreciate it if we could start looking for a singer, um, so that I could kind of take a step back here and focus more on on my instrument and by all means I, I love singing so I'll, mm. I'll sing as much as I, as, I, as I can in terms of a backing capacity but then the, the band kind of split up and then when we started Mosaics I kind of that 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 position was this what I stepped into and um, because like you said Jamie having that experience from the bands before I've I, I don't really shy away from that I think when we're writing new stuff I'm always saying to Alex look I'll, I'll take I'll, you know I'd love an extra wee bit to sing over this part or, you know, what about if I did this or what about if I did that? I'm not trying to take over by any means, but definitely trying to... I, I, I always like bands like, um, you know, Blink-182 or first one that's coming to my head where they have that kind of dual vocals in a lot of their songs. And I think it really adds a bit of character and a bit of depth to your mm-hmm. lyrics depending on, on what kind of... I mean, Alex and I have got completely different voices. Has Like you said, he's got a much higher range than me normally. And I think mine's is, was always a little bit more rough and, and hoarse kind of sounding a little bit coming from that punk background. But having a kind of happy blend between those can can sometimes work quite well with it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And sort of, sorry, continue, Alex. Then. You know, I was just going to say, actually, on that, just talking about Duncan coming from the position of being like lead vocalist before, I think you can kind of tell with like some ideas that get put forward, not in like a any type of way but like when people come forward with like vocal melodies and stuff in the band I think that you can tell that Duncan was a vocalist before just because like obviously whatever your instrument is that's what your main focus is when you're writing stuff and I think that just with certain melodies I think that I think that we're kind of on the similar track in terms of like when we're suggesting vocal melodies and stuff which I think helps but then also as Duncan said we do have different vocals which again is nice because you don't want them too similar when they're layered anyway but that's just something that I've noticed personally No that's that's really interesting and and my sort of next question ties into that anyway because it was going to it was about the songwriting specifically because for people love hearing about this and they love hearing about people's processes but like how does that sort of work in the band like is it quite democratic are you all equally chipping in or is there a few of you that maybe contribute to lyrics more than others and things like that and melodies and stuff or is it all quite like a, do you sort of just try things out do you jam and see what happens um it's a lot of like it is really fair i think because ideas can start from any one person and then by the end of the like by the time the song's finished everybody's had their input to varying degrees and different songs but every single song has had wouldn't be the same if you took out any one person's input obviously with like regards to their own instruments more obviously but even other parts like no one would ever hesitate to make a suggestion to like like I wouldn't hesitate to suggest Liam doing something different on the drums or Duncan to Roy or vice versa or whatever but it can start in different places like it just depends who brings the idea forward and then even in terms of that like there's at the moment even we've got like a bit of a queue of like ideas that we're waiting to bring forward and make into songs but we're quite fair I think with saying like we've done your idea last time let's 
do his idea this time and stuff like that. I would hope Duncan agrees. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, like the, and the song that we're currently working on behind the scenes is, is something that I had brought to practice a long time ago, but just we've been so busy that we've only getting around to it just now. And I mean, it's it's at the very start of the writing process. So we could probably start filming what we're doing just now and hopefully kind of release, like you said, Jamie, another one of those behind the scenes videos. Mm. But what we've done with that, I mean, previously, either myself or Alex or, or Liam have, have brought full sets of lyrics to the, to the studio and and we've kind of built built on them from there i mean th- this time what I've, what i've done is i've brought a song forward that has a chorus and has sort of one verse and i've just stopped writing at that stage to allow alex to have a, a much more much more freedom in terms of what he can bring in lyrics wise rather than mm. trying to kind of mold around something that's already semi finished so even the writing style that we're doing is developing as well. I think we're finding that instead of us going away on our own and sort of finalising something with with finishing touches before we bring it to practice, what we're much more inclined to do now is to actually, in the, the song's earliest form, we bring it to the band and it allows it allows us to get those influences. So Roy's ideas for guitar, Liam's ideas for... I mean, Liam's a great guitarist as well as a drummer. He has a really good input in terms of chord progressions and, and little motifs to go through the songs as well. Jack comes up with some of the catchiest little little licks that, that come in. So, I mean, next to you, for example, the little, the little kind of harmonic guitar part you hear at the start of the song uh, was Jack's idea so I mean everyone has really valuable input that, that we want to make the most of so it's just a it's just a process that I really love being a part of and, and mm. like I said we try and make sure everyone gets as much of a say as as, as we can because ultimately that's what makes the band sound what it is yeah that's class that's class I have a few more questions about the band and then I'll, I've got some quick fire questions for you both but one of them was about the artwork because you I, I really like your artwork but it's, it's very clearly mosaics but like they're kind of all different so like how does somebody else do that for you like how, how does that work where did that all come from it's been different every time like last year with the singles in the EP that was all the same guy that we went to and we were just lucky enough to follow him on Instagram I think I don't know if anyone knew him beforehand but we just followed this guy who kind of just made digital artwork and we really liked the look of it and we were just basically got in contact with him and then kept the similar theme for all of those singles in the EP which I think worked really well and that really helped us with our some of like our visuals that now is like associated with the band Mm. just even in terms of like color schemes and stuff and then for Berlin we obviously wanted some like a something to do with Berlin so got in touch with a photographer from Berlin so that worked out quite well and then this one we kind of talked about wanting to have ourselves on the artwork yeah. um, for a change just because I don't know it's just a different kind of idea so but I, th- I kind of I'm glad that we decided to do that just to shake it up a wee bit again yeah I mean the so the guy that made our original artwork for Hula and next to you is a guy called Brian Makes Images on Instagram so I mean like again create another creative in the industry starting out so deserves a shout out I mean the, the stuff he made for us was phenomenal mm. and 
what we did was we chose two images that we just thought looked really cool. They had a, luckily, I think they kind of had a similar kind of color scheme. Uh, he made the the artwork for our our album as well. And mm. once we had released that, that kind of influenced the logo that we now have, which is just the sort of the mosaics font in the pink. And then that that kind of then brought in the color scheme as well. And I think Stuart Alexander, who's the the videographer who who shot our music video, we kind of showed him the artwork that we we had posted, yeah. and uh, and he he loved it. He, he thought that it cre- like you said, Jamie, it looks like mosaics. It's a recognizable style and theme. And what he did was he looked at the the, the albums that we have, and he used that to kind of set the colour for the music video and then that that then set the colour for the artwork for Can't See You Tonight as well. So we're trying to kind of build up this brand almost that, um, like you said, is, is recognisable. Class, that's great. And my last sort of question before going to the quick for ones is just about the name. Like, where did you get, where did the name was it? Where did that all come out of? Because I always love asking bands this because sometimes it's like daft stories, like sometimes uh, it's just really it, random. I'm, I'm just it curious. Was a, it was a long, long drawn out process where we we all for ages did not know what we were going to call ourselves originally the the title was, was it dream mosaics no I, there was like a few but the one i wanted initially was mind mosaics mind, um, yeah and then with for a while we stuck on like being like oh, there has to be a word before yeah. the well, then eventually we're like, more a fucking mosaic yeah, the issue we the issue we had starting out was that we we look we we searched on Spotify and we said we need to have a name that isn't already a band and we and unfortunately there was a band called The Mosaics so that kind of pushed us on we said right okay if we're going to be called we, we loved the word mosaics we thought it's a cool word it's we, we we're set that that one we want that in the you know just just the kind of connotations that word has we thought kind of worked with what we were going for in the band and we we wanted to stand out on Spotify so people wouldn't mix us up with this other this other this other band these imposters yeah. who have been there before us and so we decided to kind of put put all these words before it try all these words after it and we, we put polls up on instagram to see what people thought and i think eventually we just got so tired of it we just thought you know what let's just go for it let's just go with mosaics and you know we'll make our music good enough that it's the top search when people come up it was a you know hopefully so yeah we just settled on mosaics and um, yeah we're glad now because it's it's definitely it's definitely i i like i like i love the name yeah i was finding it so funny the name fit i was going to call this podcast the tortured artist podcast and just get real jobs far better and i I, it would be totally wouldn't even be a thing i don't think nobody would listen to that nonsense but anyway like just so so i've got some quick fiery ones and because we're kind of a little bit on the clock we'll actually try and be quick because often these ones never actually are but the first question is and i love asking this but what was the first ever gig you you both went to oh my god i i went i can tell you this straight away so i went I, this is so embarrassing i can't believe i'm saying this so i i went to well i went to see mcfly with my mum when i was really young but i did like the first gig i went to by myself was even worse than that i went to see blackfield brides at cat house in glasgow <laughs> oh my god that was the stage of my life that i was at where i thought that was good. i had a great time i had a great oh, that's time. the main thing man that's the main thing this is this is hilarious because I think mine, if we're excluding like when you were wee, was Black Girl Brides at the Picture House in Edinburgh. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, there you go. That's a nice wee. That's a nice wee like uh, coincidence. We both now you're in a band together. There you go. Perfect. If nobody's heard us before and they listen to this, they're going to be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Michael Romance. This is yeah, not man. still in our music to the right. <laughs> 
was a while ago. That's fine. They'll, they'll love the single samples. It'll be all good. Right. This is this instead of it's easy to ask me what their favorite band is. Everyone, you, you know, everyone says that's boring. So I want to know what your favorite name for a band is. Like, what, what's a name of a band that you love? Like, not even the, you don't even have to like the band, but what's a band whose like name you just really like the sound of? Catfish and the Bottleman, one hundred percent. Like, Steve, when that band came out, I was like, what is that name, and why do I like it so much? <laughs> that's a good answer. Fair. Uh, I would say the last shadow puppets quite like that yeah that's that a really cool name and happen to be a very good obviously a very good band as well i i was trying to think of this because i asked somebody this before and I, I think i said at the time pizza crunch who are like a scottish band i even I even listen to that i just love the name yeah. of that like it's great yeah yeah okay um and this is again we're sort of asking you before this like about your band name but what's the worst name of a band you use of use of being in between you like have you been in a band which the name was just terrible um well it'll probably be obviously different ones from back in the day i'm trying to think because there's probably too many options one bad one was the first band that me jack and liam were in was victims of the system which was just way too political for like 14 15 year olds um so i'll go with that i, I want to say a name but i feel bad for saying it because it wasn't it wasn't actually me that came up with this name so I, the the name of the of recovery before we rebranded uh our punk band was there was a band called three strum <laughs> and um yeah i took I, I remember i think like they asked me to to be the bassist in this band and I, I said like like i'll be the bassist as long as we change the name i'm not playing in a band called three strum and you know what i i went to see three strum before i joined them and i loved them as a band but i just i was like no I, I, it's not it's not not a piece of me sorry morgan dean and mark and oh Ernest. man do you remember the name of duncan the name of elliot and sam and elliot and sam's band from the ym like they had one was it liberty books or something terrible it's just such a rip oh, off of the liberty there were so many there were so many as well what was, what was the other what was the other band that um <clears throat> that michael neal and, and mark james were in as well oh my god i was trying to we, see michael neal has been a guest in this podcast a long time ago like episode 37 about being like a, a focus pillar and stuff but I, I we talked about this in the episode but i totally have forgotten it it's been so they had a belt they had a belter of a name as well and i mm. can't remember they had a, what was the song they did it was not um fucked up society or something yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. it was well though do you want do you want a, one of the if we're talking about good band names, I know we've moved past it, but do you remember the, another again peak Glenrothes music scene from from years ago? Um, do you remember Cloud? Of course, how can I forget? I am addicted to crap. What, what a song! Cloud with the uh, with Dave's Lament, which was the oh, one of the most iconic yeah. songs of my childhood. It doesn't exist anymore. It's not on SoundCloud. Gutting. Is it not? Apparently I'm, it's not. If it is, it's going on this podcast. Where I will find it and I will share it with you because we need to we yeah. need to shout out to Cloud, a oh, shout yeah. out to you and the rest of the boys for writing. Neither a union, neither a union. Absolute stomper to this day. Oh my god, Alex! This this band used to spray paint their name on like underpasses and stuff. and just say Cloud everywhere. It was ridiculous, honestly. Hi, my name is Dave. Live by myself in a house in the suburbs. band that practice at the same 
practice pit as us. We've never actually met them, but the guy that runs it was telling us about them called the Ball Hairs, which I thought that was pretty inventive. <laughs> Well, that's good. That's very good. Well, I'll quickly finish the quick fire ones because I've got two more questions after. I know you've got to get to practice, Alex. The only other question, the last of them was a song, not even your favourite song necessarily, because that's again a hard question, but what's a song you both often find yourself going back to very a lot? You can give them one or two if you need to, because that's a, a tough question to ask. Um, for, for me, in terms of just like like lyrics, one of the songs that I found is, that finds the most powerful in terms of any time I listen to it, just the emotional reaction it creates is um, All the Way Down by Biffy Clyro. Yeah, oh. it's a song I go back to quite regularly and then on a totally different vibe metronomy i think it's the look um, is it the look by metronomy? the main one like the yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely love that song. absolutely better of a song to run to absolutely. i love running to that song yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i would say again this is really tough but i really have always admired the lyrics in in my life by the beatles i just That's think it's really quite poignant stuff and just like not over the top but just really quite a lot of sentiment and emotion in there really kind of difficult to do also i'm like a massive fan of just all of alex turner's lyrics in general especially some of the last shadow puppet stuff actually yeah yeah some of it too i don't know personal probably sometimes i'm like i don't know what you're talking about here but yeah big fan of him no i love it i love all of it i actually one day I mean, I love doing this podcast, but my dream is to start, I've always wanted to start an Art of Monkeys podcast where my idea for this is like, I would just, me and whoever else I get, I'll do it for the people. We'll just shuffle every Art of Monkeys and Last Shadow Puppet song and then talk about the song for 15 minutes per episode and the name of the episode would just be the song. And I will one day make that dream happen, so... <laughs> you know? that. yeah definitely that's a side that's a side let's focus on this podcast for now you know Don't get ahead <laughs> of ourselves too much just get a real okay but thank you very much i've got like for the quick fires i've got like two more questions of course the name of the podcast is just get a real job and of course i know you both work other jobs on top of the van but like what's the worst sort of part-time job or one worst quote real job you've ever had to work in your life to like you know get by and stuff that you maybe hated or was just quite funny the the worst job i've ever had i used to work at fubar in sterling which is a nightclub and I used to, so I, I was like, for in first year of uni, I just started and I was getting, I think I was getting like minimum wage for an 18 year old, which at the time was something like five pounds, 18 pence an hour. And, you know, the shifts would start at like 11 at night and you'd be working through to like maybe four in the morning. So, you know, you'd ruin your night's sleep for, for what was effectively like 20 or 25 quid. Which looking back on now, I'm like, why? Why did I why did I do that? But it was a different time. And I remember the worst shift I ever worked through was I worked I worked on Hogmanay and they were short in the cloakroom. So they, they stuck me in the cloakroom. So I was sitting by myself in the cloakroom as a room of like 300 pe- drunk, happy people next door were going like five, four, three, two. And I was just sitting there like I how, how have I ended up here? How have I ended up here in Hogwarts? This is this is so shit. <laughs> and I just, I think it was like the next day, I just, I like handed my notice and I was like, I'm not coming back here. This is done. I'm done with it. <laughs> Come on. I was, me and actually the drummer, we went to Australia for um, like half a year working and basically like the most popular kind of job if you're like sort of on a working holiday visa is like in a bar. But my thinking was like, I don't want to work in a bar because I want to be going out at night. That's the whole point of like being here is to go out. So that then that really limits what you can do and I ended up working in like this it was like a cold call center trying to sell people like charity monthly donations to charity and I remember thinking like oh well it's charity so like I I wouldn't like hate myself you know too much 
but man, that was that was that was pretty bad. And some of the the power that they kind of forced you to give to people was just like the worst in the world. And I'm not that guy at all. Even for like the front man of a band, I'm not that outgoing and extroverted to phone strangers up on a different continent and be like, <laughs> "Do you want to pay money to the charity?" So that was pretty terrible. Do you remember any of the things they'd make you say? Like some of the example of like the bad part, or they'd like make you. Push on people. Well, yeah, because like obviously you had people that were like sort of helping you out, and they'd be like, "Oh, try this. Try being like because you're from Scotland and you've got such an exotic accent. Try getting people to guess where you're from." And I'm like, "Why would I do that?" But in that moment, I was like, "Yeah, okay." And then you're like phoning strangers, being like, "Haha, can you guess? Can you guess where I'm from based on my accent?" And they're like, "What the fuck do you want?" You so, get from no, do you want to give money to charity? No, yeah, that's probably the most calls <laughs> went. Oh it lasted about a week. Oh my god. Ah, uh, well, I got one more question to you for you both. Thank you very much for your time. So I know Duncan's got this L as well. I've got the cold, so you know, I know you're the only one that's not been like sniffling your way through this interview. Alex, me and Duncan keep meeting ourselves so we can cough a lot. Um, it's yeah, just been, a, been <laughs> but I appreciate it. The show must go on, Duncan. You're a true, you're a true showman. I'm just glad we're doing it on Zoom because I can do it from the from my own room when. I know. Quarantined myself. Yeah, we were discussing doing this in real life, but um, it's fine. We've done the Zoom. We've made it work. But the sort of closing question is: it's just we always ask our guests like, what advice they would have for anyone else that maybe do the similar thing. So, to anyone that wanted to start a band who was younger or who was getting into music, what would you both? What would your advice to them be from both of you? If if it's for people who are just looking to start, I would say don't be afraid to be terrible because you probably will be when you're first starting out, and just try and have fun with it because at the end of the day if you're not enjoying what you're doing then what's the point there's not a lot of money in music at all can't speak for any other creative industries but certainly in music there's not a lot of money so make sure you enjoy what you're doing and don't be afraid to to be shite to begin with you just have to play through it that's the only way you're going to get better yeah yeah um, i would just i'd just reiterate that as well i mean like don't don't be afraid to make mistakes as well it's, it's a really easy thing to get frustrated at you know when you're trying your best to to improve but it's a long and slow process. So, I mean, the best thing to do is just to find fun and find fun in what you're doing, enjoy what you're doing and as well. Try and surround yourself with people you enjoy being with as well. You know, there's no point being in a band if you're if you're turning up every week to practice and you're like, oh, I really hate these guys. <laughs> um, you know, like you just you would you'd hate it. I mean, we we that's it's a highlight of our week, really, is when we get to meet up on a Tuesday and, and practice new songs, bring new music to each other and just sit and catch up with each other. I mean, it's just just mates hanging out and then everything we get to do together on top of that in terms of gigging it's just a bonus really so yeah it's 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 all about enjoying yourself and finding fun in, in what you're doing that's great thank you both for the advice um totally agree as well and it's, it's great to hear it's been very fun apart from i know we're both ill but thank you both for your time and, and good luck with the single i know um can't see tonight is going to be out by the time this episode's out so you know we'll link that below so it's on spotify as it are as is all your other music and um i hope the gig on friday goes well as well and i'm sure you'll be playing around the place over the summer as well so thanks very yeah, much thanks for yeah, thanks. like we said we've been wanting to come on for a long time so i mean we've got a we've got a music video coming out as well for can't see tonight on the 31st so that'll be just after the pod kind the day of, it goes yeah. out yeah tuesday the 31st yeah. the music video is out today the music oh. video is out today <laughs> go, and, go and see that on youtube <laughs> click a link there as well and, uh, and jerry thanks very much you've uh, it's been great seeing how your podcast has come on man it's like from from day one to what it is now i mean your your hosting capabilities of you're 
getting so good at this, Alex and I were just messaging each other. Saying, yeah, you made this very easy for us. I wasn't sure how we were going to be as guests. But... <laughs> no, I'm glad, man. It's, you know, it, it is the 81st episode. I'd like to think I wasn't totally shy, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's, it's been great to see your podcast grow and, yeah, and you and are really doing something good here. And it's, it's great. It's, we, we really thank, th- want to say thank you for, for having us on and letting us no, be a, a part pleasure. of it. It's a pleasure. It's, I lo- it's my favourite thing getting to have people from where I'm from on this podcast. It means a lot to me. It's great, you know. But it's good to see you both and I wish you best of luck. You too, man. Thank you very much. Well, there you go. That was episode 81 of Just Get a Real Job. Thank you to Alex and Duncan for joining me again. Remember, go and check out Mosaic's music. Go and check out their new single. It's very good. You just heard a wee sample of it again. We'll be back with more Just Get a Real Job towards the end of June. Looking forward to that. We've got some brilliant conversations lined up. In the meantime, though, if you're looking for something to listen to and you're a new listener to the podcast, be sure to get dive into the back catalogue. This is episode 81. We had some brilliant conversations on with some brilliant creatives. We'd even had people like Jane McCarry, who played Eyes and Still Game. We'd had Sarah Vickers, Andy Rovney, who are quite well-known Scottish actors. We'd had BAFTA award winners like Michael Lee Richards, Hannah Curry. Lots of amazing guests, so be sure to hit up the back catalogues while we're away if you need some stuff to listen to. And as always, if you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, and if you can share us on social media, and if you can afford to literally donate anything you can to our Patreon page, we appreciate there's a cost of living crisis. But all the money goes back into this podcast and making it the best podcast it can be. Anyway, that's enough lovely whispers for me today before I wake anyone up. But yeah, have a lovely June, folks, and we'll be back very, very soon. Just get a real job.